recording. Yes, she is good. We are doing two recordings. I think we're set. As you guys know, in the world of flowers, there are so many wholesome, nourishing, sensible flower podcasts. Are you talking this about This unfortunately... <laughs> no, this is not one of them, love. <laughs> this is not one of them. Welcome to the Flowers After Hours podcast. We are your hosts, the delectable Joseph Massey. I'm and of course... Matthew Landers. From down under, where else Where else would he be? How is life for you this week in the sunny, uninfected climes of Western Australia? (laughs) Oh, girl. You know, it's so humid here this week. And I know you've been here right in the middle of summer. And it's not muggy usually. It's really dry heat. But it's actually Mm -hmm. really humid here at the moment. Like the type of humid where like your cheeks are stuck together all the time. It's Mm -hmm. that level of humidity. It's not for me. It's not for me, love. I've experienced that in many an RHS marquee, that level yeah. of humidity. So I am aware of the feeling. Very humid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when you came over here a couple of years ago and we both did um time I already know what you're about to say. Yep, yep. Time out. And you were like, it's a humid winter. Can it's a humid winter because it was freezing yep. cold, but it was so humid. And I couldn't mm. and then there was some lady swanning around in the marquee who was the sweatiest woman I've ever seen. And I thought, you well, know <laughs> That was probably me. <laughs> to be fair, that was probably me. No, you That's weren't there very long. You here. placed three Vander orchids and left. I don't know what you're accusing me of because that's what I do everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. It's what are you doing this week, love? Uh, well, as you can see on our screen, I am at home, um, as I have been for the past year. And um, this week is actually. And you haven't painted. Haven't painted what? The house. <laughs> No, oh, how rude, how rude. No, you... I live in a Ecru Palace, as you know. I do, um, and it's such a beautiful garden now, love. Yes, thank you. So that's actually something we're going to be working on in the next week or two. We have some um, garden furniture arriving in the next uh, couple of days. That'll be nice. And it's, uh, you know, at the time of recording, we're coming into spring here. So we're going to start, um, like, being able to, like, plant up the garden and spend some time out there. So that'll be lovely. But, yeah, no, nice. working from home. Nice little busy week this week. Um, I feel like we should say of... thank you to everyone for listening because this is our first episode. You mean your mom and yeah, my mom? and your mom. Um, yeah. and, oh, Heather. Heather will listen to <laughs> <And Heather. laughs> But, you know, it's just we have known each other for so long and we, you know, have that unique ability to just be able to talk with each other with no nonsense. Neither of us will ever get offended. And we were like, why don't we turn this into a podcast? I mean, this could be the best thing we've ever done or the worst, or the worst. thing we've ever done. Yeah. I mean, I kind of see this going either one or two ways. We'll either be ostracized from the global floral design community or we'll become Kardashians and I'll see you in Calabasas yeah. in the next couple of months. <laughs> like, it's going to be one or the other. And like, as you know, like, the, the, it's so true. Like, there are so many wonderful podcasts out there, you know, like that both of us have been guests on, like yes. the Flower Podcast and Botanical Brouhaha and, you know, all those gorgeous, lovely podcasts. Um, But I thought maybe, you know, there was a chance that we could do something which was just a little bit more fun and a little bit more ridiculous. Make the florists cackle. Make them cackle. (laughs) 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 The thing is, though, as florists, though, as you know, girl, we have so many stories that people wouldn't even believe if you told them. 
It's so true. Like, for example, if you say to a florist, like, oh, I was gagging at the smell of that color lily water, they're going to know exactly that putrid smell. And it's going to take them right back to when they were a junior, yeah. scrubbing up the putridity of the old buckets. Whereas, like, a normal person just wouldn't get that. And like, I what's guess that. Color lily water? Is that, is that from somewhere Spanish? That sounds like a really fancy Evian-related product. Actually, we need to think about that, I guess. I mean, this is obviously our very first episode that we are recording. So, I mean, can I say Evian? Should I Should I send them an invoice? I don't know. Who can say? <laughs> who can say? Who can say at this point, love? <laughs> well, you know who I want to be sponsored by, and it's not Evian. <laughs> Call me up, PepsiCo. No, I'm joking. As she sips the lukewarm two-litre Pepsi Max bottle, love, are you even in Manchester if you haven't got your Pepsi Max on hand? If it's not fizzing and black, I've literally no interest in drinking it, (laughs) frankly. (laughs) Matthew, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, I wanted to really talk about today something that I kind of, you know, how during this pandemic, you know, obviously you just said- Do you know what that is? A, a pandemic. Well, we have, we, have, we experienced it briefly here in Australia. Um, so the thing is, you know, I look at the fact that you just said that you've been stuck in your house for a year, right? And mm-hmm. you and I are very like for like. There are so many uncanny similarities between you and myself and our businesses. And the thing that I look at is how different we are right now, because I feel so lucky to be in Western Australia where we have been in a collective five weeks of lockdown in the last year. And there was only one week of those five that I haven't been able to trade. So it's madness. It's madness to me. So, but the thing that I've really looked at is when I see other florists around the world, is how they've handled the pandemic as such from a public viewpoint. So, like how people have actually managed it on social media, managed it on their websites, and you know, like how are, how are florists communicating to their clients? So, because mm. I've definitely seen. Um, people and businesses that have behaved what I would call badly throughout the last year in the sense that, you know, (laughs) I know that that's a loaded, a loaded um, statement, but, (laughs) but I've definitely seen florists that are kind of sitting there on their soapbox and just complaining. And it's so disappointing because it's like, why, why would you complain about something that we really you know, as one person have so little control over. And for me, it's been all about like, let's just communicate well with our clients and our following and things like that and keep it positive, keep it light and make sure there's a way forward. Because otherwise, when we come to the end of this, don't you think that there's going to be a whole lot of people that go, oh, we don't really want to deal with that business anymore because of how they handled themselves during a time where uh, people were uncertain and scared and didn't know what was going on in the world. What's your kind of take on that? Well, I think that, you know, there's this saying that my wonderful grandmother used to say. Um, She used to say, baby, you're a star. But she also used to tell me that, like, you know, people are like a teabag. You really find out what they're made of when you put them in hot water. And... Like, there is no hotter water that I've ever been in business-wise mm. than this past year with the pandemic, right? Is I there mean, any tea left if, in the bag? I've, I mean, I, you know, I only drink Pepsi Max, girl. I've never, I had to Google what tea was before we started this call. 
But it's so true. Like, it's one of those things that I don't think there has been an event like this in the past, what, like 50 years, the past 7,500 years. Yeah, nine. Um, oh my God. I mean, God, was I, 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 was, I wasn't either. One of my staff was alive then, but that's, you know, that's the only reference I have to it. Oh, Krisha. She, yeah. she probably invented the pandemic. She did. She probably did. I think it's one of those situations where, like, nobody knows how they're going to react to it mm-hmm. until you're kind of in that situation. And for me, like, when I think back to, like, where I was, like, last March when this was happening, mm-hmm. like, I was so naive. Like, so naive. So was because I. I was kind of thinking, oh, this will be a couple of weeks. This will yeah. be, oh, we might have to close down. Our first lockdown in the UK was due to last three weeks. And and, you know, 35 years later, here we are. Yeah. And it's very much a situation of like, I kind of think that when that, when a situation like this happens, like you go into shock. I did. You, you There's no handbook for this, right? There's no like, okay, this is what we do. This is how we kind of manage it. I guess that you can only do the best you can. Of course. But after sitting at home, as you put it, for the last year, like, don't you feel that you've done things in the last year that you've been putting off for so long? Because you think, I haven't got the time. I'm busy doing other things. And have you knocked off things on your list that you've gone, you know what, I've got the time, I need to put my time to good use. And this is what I can do with it. For sure. I mean, there was like, almost like an in-joke here in like, the in, in the newspapers and in the media and in the industry about like, you know, quote unquote, pivoting. Mm, because all of a sudden, everybody and every business was using, you know, that word to describe Mm -hmm. what they were doing. And I think, like, a pivot is, it's so interesting to me because, obviously, when this pandemic hit, like, let's be very honest, everything was... No one knew what was happening. No one. No one knew what the state of their businesses would be like. Nobody knew if they would have a business when they come out of Mm -hmm. this. And I think there's a little bit of like, oh my God, how do we handle this? And I kind of think everyone's entitled to that for a little bit. You know, that kind of shock of, holy f***, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? But then after, it, I guess for me, after a couple of months of it, I kind of started to realize, oh, like this is not going to be a short thing. This is not going to be something that I can, you know, sit back for a couple of months and see what happens. Like, this is going to be something that is going to be going on. It's a new way of life. It's a new way of life. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, so I totally agree with you when it comes to pivoting about like, you have to kind of look at what you can do and what you can achieve. Um, But it's not the easiest of things to do, you know? Like, where do you begin when you start to kind of think of pivoting? For me, I, I really looked at it, you know, I immediately knew I had to adapt and I thought, right, I need to think about this as like evacuating an aircraft. Remain calm, otherwise nothing's going to happen. So, I was calm and I made good choices and I really had to myself like look at the aspects of the business that really actually made money and was I capitalizing Mm. on that and areas of the business that I knew didn't really make as much money as I hoped, I got rid of them, girl. You know, like I completely got rid of them. A lot of the Mm. hotel contracts that I had, some corporate clients you know, from the business, I I evicted them from the business. I got rid of them because I was just like, baby, this ain't working for me anymore. And it allowed me to focus on other things. There's a lot of truth there because like when a business is going well and you've got like, you know, different, you know, like sources of revenue coming in, Mm -hmm. if one 
element is kind of underperforming or one revenue stream isn't going that well, you're, you've got the grace there to be able to make it work, right? You can, you know, extend it a little, you can try something new, but like when it hits the fan, like you're kind of like, oh my gosh, like everything that is costing me money mm-hmm. has to stop right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been pretty lucky here in the UK. We have like a, a pretty generous like furlough scheme and there has been some government support. Um, but you know, it's been very, I would say it's been very restrictive as to all the kind of boxes you have to tick to access that support. So I know that a lot of like florists that I speak to have been, um, either unable to or in, in, ineligible for some of the government support. And it's been, it's been a real mixed bag. And I kind of think that when you're in this situation, like you can you have to look at it with, you know, there's no rose tinted glasses. No. You've got your pandemic goggles on and you've got to make sure that everything you're doing is, you know, bringing in some, some decent money. Can I ask you yeah. out of kind of when it was hitting your kind of business, you know, for those very dark five days, um, what pivots did you consider? <laughs> so how it kind of unfolded here in Australia was, mm-hmm. you know, in March, it was kind of, we went into a phase where we went into not a lockdown as such, but it just became a non-essential businesses were mm-hmm. not open. So things like gyms and, you know, all those. Were you, were you allowed to trade? Yes. So we were allowed to trade behind closed doors with a COVID mm-hmm. procedure in place. So it meant that we all had to, you know, be socially distanced and things like that. So the thing that I really looked at when we were going through that was just like, great, what can I sell? You know, what have I got here laying around literally, that I could sell? And how can I also leverage my existing clientele to show support during this time? What are people going Mm -hmm. to want? And I thought, you know what? If people are cooped up in their house, they're going to think they live in a nice house. They're going to sit there for a week looking at it and go, this joint's a f***ing dump. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, I moved immediately into increasing our um, homewares. So, as you know, I've always had um, candles. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and I thought, you know what, I need to introduce more things like house flowers, like bringing people joy in their home and things like that. Um, And really, obviously, being so isolated here in Perth, I knew Mm. that the flowers that were going to be available were mainly going to be local. So, a lot of mm. those local, locally grown flowers, we have such a limited selection. I'm talking like chrysanthemums and like gerberas. Uh, yeah, gerber. all of she that. A smart Asiatic lily, you know, all of that sort of caper. That's the sort of stuff that mm. only grows here in Perth. So, the first thing really during that period was Mother's Day. So, I created a nostalgia range aimed solely at the nostalgia of Mother's Day in years gone by. So, like, I had a bouquet mm. of all chrysanthemums that was called 1979 and a bouquet of all gerberas that was called 1999. You know, all of that. And, you know, I named That's the Mother's so Day. Smart. Well, it was just, you know, naming the Mother's Day candle after Linda, my mother, and, you know, mm-hmm. taking my... The Dowager. The Dowager. The Grand Supreme and, you know, taking my clients and my following on social media on that journey with me so that they understood that this was the reason that my brand was doing something that I would have said we wouldn't normally do. You know, we wouldn't Mm -hmm. normally sell a bunch of like polymatic coloured chrysanthemums, love. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not what, but I tell you what, staying in business was what was on brand for me at that time. Oh, 
I mean, if that doesn't get you gushing, I don't know what will. We need um, a name for this segment. What the earth can we call this segment? Because this is like our topic area. <laughs> I think we should call it something like what's getting you gushing. But I mean, the million, we'll fish from the millions of fans that will, you know, comment on this and we'll, we'll pick something nice from there. All right. Um, like it's kind of, as I'm listening to this, can you imagine if people actually listen to this? I mean, like how funny would that be? I mean, half of me thinks this will be the biggest thing we've ever both done, and we'll be living like Kardashians, you know, in the next couple of months. And the other thing thinks it's going to be me, you, Krisha, your mum and my mum listening to this. And you know, two maxed out American Express cards. And that's yeah. welcome to the new world. <laughs> welcome like, to the new world, love. This welcome to the new world. world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I have to say I think that's really 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 smart though because like there is nothing like looking around at what you have to hand what you can access really quickly what you already have within your business that you can pivot on and kind of look to make a little bit of extra cash from and if that happens to be you know a 1979 you know I'm not really sure what you're referencing by that because you know I wasn't it's born still, but it's also um, still very relevant in some parts of the world love. <laughs> <laughs> oh I believe I believe um but yeah, no, I think that's super smart. That's like, that's exi- like super duper smart. Like for me, my journey was a little bit different because obviously our lockdowns are still ongoing. We are nearly a year deep into this. Um, and can and- you trade at all? So we can trade at the minute. You, like the government mandate is you can do click and collect only. So people can order online. They can collect it from your premises. They can't enter the premises. Um, wow. You can do deliveries if you're a retail or studio florist. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, no weddings, no events. And for me, that was like, very frankly, you know, 50, 60 weddings, which we had booked this year, a huge heap of money, which all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, that's A, not going to come in this year. And B, I might have to handle some pretty naff refunds, you know, to be able to kind of make this happen. And I thought, oh, Jesus, where are we going to go? So for me, I guess the first couple of months were all about um, looking at ways we could cut costs. You know, how can we... calm during this time? Uh, yes and no, to be honest with you. So I, I definitely had moments where I felt in control. I mean, how ridiculous is that in a global pandemic to be like, oh, I feel in control. Um, but I definitely had more moments where I felt I was doing, uh, better. And I would, it was, it was a roller coaster girl. You know, sometimes I would have days or weeks where I would think, okay, yeah, we're going to be okay. We're going to do this. It's going to be fine. And then I would have weeks where I would get, you know, huge, huge cancellations or, you know, refund requests, you know, in the thousands of pounds. And I would be like, oh my gosh, like this is literally the last thing, you know, we, we need right now. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely up and down. I think my, my first gut reaction was to kind of look at where I could save costs, you know, what can I minimize? What can I reduce? And then after that, I started to kind of think of like that dreaded P word and be like, okay, how can I pivot? Because, you know, a huge amount of my income, you know, I'm not traveling, I'm not teaching. We couldn't hold classes. We couldn't hold weddings and events. Um, as you know, I had a very limited selection of retail happening and I was like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, where do we go from here? And I think a lot of florists were in, you know, that same position of, oh, my God, like, is this the end? Yeah. Like, I lost one of my locations because... No. Well, as you know, I had the school in Adelaide in South Australia. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, we went a full 10 months in South Australia because the restrictions were different in South Australia to Western Australia. We went a full 10 months not being able to trade. So, you know, 
when it came down to that, I thought, you know, and I was the draw card because I was able to travel and deliver classes, you know, once a month or once every six weeks. And International Glamazon. <laughs> but not being able to do that, it was just like immediately that part of the business just disappeared. So, to me, mm. the sensible thing to do as a business person is actually just to ha- swallow your pride, stop being self-indulgent and cut the loss. Sayonara. Got yeah. it done. I remember you telling me this a couple of years ago when we were chatting about saying, like, if, you know, I gave it up one day, mm-hmm. if it all went, you know, up and didn't yep. happen, blah, 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 you know, you were like, I would walk away, I would find something else to do, I would be someone else, but you know, not be someone else, but I would find something else to do. Yeah. And I remember really being, like, mind blown by that because I was like, what? Like, you've spent years, you know, working on what you do. Um, so, but I guess, like, you know, it's these kind it's of moments that really kind of bring that to the fore. Yeah, uh, She's like Madonna, love. She's she like is Madonna. love. She basically is Madonna. I mean, look at the skin. But she... Um... <laughs> I think it's just, you know, we all can be so guilty as creative people. You know, as much as I don't feel egotistical, obviously there is still ego attached to the business and the brand that I've created. So, Mm -hmm. in order to actually forego part of that and go, you know what, I need to actually get rid of this because this is the right choice in terms of my future, it takes Mm. a big gulp of humility to be able to go, you know what, it's got to be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's really brave as well. And it's moments like this that kind of bring that to the fore and make you think, oh my gosh, like how are we going to kind of proceed through this and what are we going to kind of you know, what does the future look like? I mean, for us right now in the UK, like I'm at a point of kind of like, I would guess kind of careful optimism of kind of thinking a little bit more about, oh my gosh, like we were just starting to come out of lockdown. Like, I mean, to be super honest, like our our kids, I mean, I don't have any kids and I don't want kids, but I mean, the kids that we, um, you know, the the public's children, um, they only went back to school this week. Isn't that They've been homeschooled for the past three months, you know what I mean? So we are just at the very first stage of, you know, of opening up. Um, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic as to how the next six months are going to go, but I mean, f*** me, I cannot wait to get back to life something like normal if i was in your position i'd be like i can't wait to get back to work you know like just sitting around doing nothing it's you go rusty like it's (laughs) we'll go back to sitting in your office barking orders but you know like You know, the other day I was actually, this is a little, a little side for our listeners. The other day I was doing a, uh, a photo shoot and I was, um, I was on my feet like all day. And by the end of the day, I was fucking knackered. Like I literally was like, <laughs> I was like, the body. Yeah, the body's not built for this. I was like, I was like, what, what, why aren't I at home, you know, sitting in my office, you know, with the fridge within arm's reach? Like, I was yeah. like, I don't understand this location. It's foreign. Um, the, the body was not built to, built for her. She wasn't built to last. Um, but we she pulled, doing... she pulled an all day and that's pretty rough. I mean, I really don't even know what language you're speaking right now, but it sounds hard, so I'll take it. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's one of those situations where, like, it's definitely every business will have handled, you know, it pretty differently. And every business will have, like, had to come up with, like, their own responses to kind of, you know, how they're going to survive, you know, what they can limit their costs on and what they can kind of, like, push into, you know, new-wise. I have to say, you mentioned at the start, you know, considering kind of, like, how you're handling things from 
from a public perspective. Have you seen anything, not mentioning any names, because we don't have the funds in the bank yet from PepsiCo to pay for the lawyers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Have you seen anything on, you know, the gram or anything on socials, you know, that other florists have done that's made you be like, oh, Oh, absolutely. I have cringed more in the last year at things that I've seen than any other time before. Like, oh, just, you know, people that I, you know, have worked with in the past or have a relationship mm-hmm. with in the past. Mm-hmm. And then all, you know, I've seen them sitting there just complaining and, you know, passing blame and, you know. Complaining not really- like at the government or like just like the, I don't know, like the lack of support. Or- yes, lack of support. And, you know, just basically throwing their arms up in the air and, you know, getting upset and frustrated. And it's just like. I understand how you feel, right? And I know this is going to sound real harsh, but I'm just going to say it anyway. (laughs) But there are a lot of businesses, right? Not just in our world, but there are businesses that would have actually been forced to close because of this pandemic. But God love, they were already insolvent. And they were mm. already flogging a dead horse. And mm. the silver lining in that cloud is it's actually just forced them to move on. And, mm. you know, it will take those people a while to recover from that emotionally, mentally and financially. I understand. Mm. But, you know, if I had have been in that position where, you know, I was kind of living, put it this way, if it was still in the first year of my business, I probably would have closed. Me too. I Me too. There is yeah, no, 10,000%. There is no way to sugarcoat that. If this was absolutely happening in the first year that I started this business, I would have closed. Mm-hmm. I, would I have- fully agree. Yep. I fully, full, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I am a genius. I am a living legend. She'll tell you. I am a five-time gold medal winning, goddammit, legend. But, you yeah, know, I would have closed too. I yeah. absolutely would have closed. I wouldn't have and had it enough credit. Have I wouldn't have had enough money hard. in the bank. Yeah. Absolutely. But absolutely. it would have been the right choice. And you and I both would have done that. And there's been people that are in that position that have been forced mm. into doing something uncomfortable, forced mm. into doing something brave. And mm. I have watched- It sounds several- like a lot of the dates I've been on, to be fair. Yeah. 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 Forced to be uncomfortable, forced forced to be brave. (laughs) Forced to be in a position you didn't think you'd see yourself in three months ago. And that my mother would be ashamed of, but here we are. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. No, I agree with you. Like, I, if I was in the first year, um, hell, the first two years of my business, yeah. I, I don't know whether I would still be here today talking to you on a podcast, being an international, or as I like to say nowadays, a localized glamazon. Um, <laughs> a housebound I, I, civilian love. That's how- what she is. Watch yourself with that word, civilian. How dare you? Yeah, because I think, like, it's hard. It's so, so, so hard at the minute. You know, if you've had a business in the wedding and event industry, you're screwed. If you had a business, you know, that is in the kind and of if the you educational didn't teaching, you're yep. screwed. Yes, absolutely. I look, though, at, you know, to... Build, for instance, the business that I've created, it's taken some balls, you know, and it's taken some literally tough, or- uh, yeah, literally. But it's so, taken yes. it's taken some tough choices and it's taken a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And mm. but I look at the last year and the decisions that I've had to make, and don't get me wrong, I live in a place that is basically COVID-free. You know, I live mm. in a place where we're not wearing masks, there's no restrictions, all of those sorts of things. Oh my God. But I've still had to make choices 
businesses over the last year that has actually made me look back and go, you know what, girl, you're actually braver than you thought you were because you know I've had to I've had to do things and I look back on how I handled it in March last year and I thought, no, you know what, girl, you're brave. You you deserve to be here because you know I if I had to close, I would have taken my following, my clients, everyone on that journey of the fact that I have closed. This is the reason why. And mm. that's it. I would have I would have been very honest about it. But I feel very humbled that we have been so fortunate here to be able to continue trading. Like I feel so <sighs> grateful. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in the first couple of months of the pandemic feeling so angry at, mm. not at anyone in particular. There wasn't like, you know, a, a person I was angry at. Well, maybe bloody Boris Johnson, but, um, it was, I was more angry at like how I guess our government ha- had handled things. And I was so angry, uh, because I felt in a way that like everything that I had spent the past five years building was being bulldozed, you know, and yeah. I didn't create this virus, you know, it's yeah. gotten nothing to do with me mm-hmm. but you know my livelihood my career was going to come to a crashing halt um through no fault of my own mm-hmm. i mean and to be honest with you matthew there have been so many times where i thought my career would come to a crashing halt due to things that i've done but um they, that didn't happen and it was very it was it was hard the first couple of months of thinking oh my god what's gonna happen where are we gonna go was really 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 difficult let me ask you a question have you seen any businesses that you think have like done particular particularly well responding to the pandemic and by the way do you also have like any other words that it's uh called over there here in the uk we call it like the pandemo oh really yeah or or the the panny d the panny d no to be honest i want to kill myself i feel like it's been so well handled here that we probably haven't got pet names for it, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, we had, we had, okay, so here's an example. We had one case of community transmission that came out of hotel quarantine here in Perth, Mm -hmm. and it was the first case in 10 months. So, we hadn't had any <laughs> any cases, zero cases here in Perth for 10 months. And then we had one case that came out of hotel quarantine and the whole of Perth and the Southwest region was shut down immediately from one uh. case, one case girl. So I look at that and I go, like, we, we literally refer to it just as Coco, like it's, it's COVID, it's Coco, you know, like Coco's here, Coco, Coco's here, you know, like, um, yeah. (laughs) Is there any, any news Uh, on Coco uh today? I mean, like that, I have to say that is mind boggling. We're in a country that at the height of our, our last wave, because there have been three waves of COVID here. Um, we had nearly a hundred thousand people a day being diagnosed with it. A hundred thousand people um and i have to take my hat off like any flower business or any business will stop that has kind of survived through yes. this or thrived through this yes. like well f- done to yeah. you because Hats it has off. been it's been so hard like it really really has been but i think one thing that we can all hopefully look forward to a little bit is kind of what's going to happen when life kind of like springs back you know i think the wedding and event industry will well these are my predictions anyway i think the first one is that i think the wedding and event industry will take take off like a rocket. I think there will be so much pent up demand. There'll be so many people that want to celebrate, that want to get together. I think for the next- How many people that have had a baby before they got married, love? Uh, Oh (laughs) my God. In a Christian country? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And she's the head of the But if you look at the 1918 pandemic, right? That's why- I haven't spent a lot of time looking at that. 
<laughs> but it, that's why it was called <laughs> the Roaring Twenties because mm. everything came back to life. So you know, full throttle, that that's why it got nicknamed the Roaring Twenties because everyone wanted to get out of the house. People were looking for an excuse to wear a ball gown to the opening of an envelope. Like, that's what it became. Well, I honestly think that's what life is going to be like here because I wonder if you'll, you guys will have the same kind of thing in Australia, maybe to like a lesser effect. I don't know. Maybe more people will travel you know, go abroad and all the rest because they feel like a little bit pent up. But here, life has been squashed out. Like, just to give you an idea, Matthew, in four weeks' time, it will become legal to meet someone in a park for a coffee. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that mental? Like, I mean, that is bonkers to me. It's, uh, it's still a, it, wearing it really a mask crazy. and everything like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masked up, but you can meet one other person for a socially distance, like, walk in a park or a coffee in a park. It's got to be outside, can't be inside, and that's not going to be allowed to happen for another four weeks. Mental. Mentalness. 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 So, going back to the old Panny D, mm. um, give me a couple of other examples of either really great things you've seen businesses do or really kind of terrible things that you've seen businesses do. Okay, so a terrible thing that I've definitely seen lots of businesses do is I could probably name 20 businesses off the top of my head that have not posted on Instagram since March last year. You literally look at their feed and the last post was like February, March or April last year. And I'm like, what does that, how disrespectful is that to the people that were following along on your journey and your business? Like, Mm. it just blows my mind. Giving up the ghost. It blows my mind. So, for instance, I look at myself. Yes, I do post Instagram stories that are, you know, appropriate, inappropriate, whatever. But I have built my whole following around that that level of authenticity. So, that's what Mm -hmm. people expect. But when you're just a florist that just posts, you know, pictures of pretty flowers, you know, a half-dead reflexed rose and a couple of camels in the background. And then all of a sudden you're posting about the pandemic. It's just like, hang on, darling, I didn't sign up for this, baby. You know, like it's... Oh, my God. You literally see their audiences walking away from you. But then on the flip side of that, I have seen some businesses that have just been so beautiful to watch. People that have gone, Thank you. you know, <laughs> 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 I mean, you can throw glitter and add a butterfly onto anything, love. But the thing that you really need to think about is that People love the sense that we are so fortunate and able to be still connected during this time. You know, like we're sitting mm. on opposite sides of the world having a chat. You know, mm. back, you know, last pa- last worldwide pandemic, there was none of that. There was none of no. that. So, no. I, I mean, what was Zoom? What was Zoom? What was Zoom? So, the what fact that you've seen lots of florists that have, you know, done tutorials and done um, collaborations and education and, you know, podcasts and talks and things like that. That's Mm -hmm. been wonderful because it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, you're really catering to make sure that we all still feel connected and feel like a community, no matter where you are in the world and how well or badly you're doing at that time. What I love about this podcast and what I love about you and I love about me and I love about our relationship is that we can slide in one goddamn sentence from being as filthy as Chelsea Handler to as pristine as Oprah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. goes from pure filth to this is how you should run your business and communicate with your audience. And that's what you're not getting on other podcasts, guys. Yeah. That's what you're here for. This right? is the Oprah interview, basically. This is what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> we are the new Meghan Markle and Oprah. And um, I want you to be aware of that fact. Thank yeah. you. Um, I agree with you. Like, uh, the very first thing that we... Well, not the first thing, right? So the pandemic hit kind of here end of March last year. Mm-hmm. Everything went into lockdown and when that initial three weeks was extended by our government to another six weeks it was then that I kind of sat down with my core kind of team who helped me like strategize and figure out what we're going to do with the business and we kind of said okay this is going to go on for a long time and this is going to be very different from it's going to be a very different year to the one we had planned out and the first thing that we did was start our blog I had never done a blog before Mm-hmm. We started a blog uh, page called The Resources on our website. And one, I think our first article or one of our first three articles that we did was like a, th- you know, things you can do in a pandemic. Like as a florist, these are things you can be working on or you can look to improve while you're sat at home with all this dead time, you know, while no one knows what's happening. So my response right away was to try and be pro not right away, but after, you know, like processing it for a little bit mm-hmm. was to kind of be productive and kind of see how we could communicate with our audience, see how we could kind of, you know, give back to our audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, I mean, I, to be very honest with you, Matthew, I didn't know what to do. So I was kind of vibing it as I go. I was like, let's communicate, let's talk, let's see kind of, you know, what the mood is, what the vibe is and, and mm-hmm. go from there because what, what else can you what do? What else could you, you know? do? None of yeah, us were trip. trained for this. None of us were prepared for this. Like, I now have policies and procedures for the business that I never had before, and I thought I had them all ticked off. So, mm. yeah, it's it's done a lot of good for me. You know, I, I definitely mm. will come out of this a lot stronger in business, a lot stronger in my self-confidence and self-worth, like in business. I haven't – I've, you know, you know, and I know you're the same. You're similar to me that we – We've all said yes to jobs over the years that you think, oh, I don't really want to do that, but you do it, you know, and there, I have now learned to humbly say no, you know, like things that don't bring me joy in business anymore. I just, it's not what we do. There is someone else that does that. There's someone else mm. that can facilitate that for you. Let us focus on what we love and what we do and what we're really good at. So, what I think that it's just done for for me, I I don't know about you, but what it's done for me is just really allowed me, because, you know, we all have our own inner saboteurs, we all have our own, you know, self-doubt surrounding our personal lives and business and everything, no matter how confident you are or how skilled you are, I think Mm. it's actually eliminated a few for me. There's been things that I think I've done personally and I feel like I've grown. I feel like I've really grown and I feel now more mature because of this situation. I mean, that made me feel very inspired and also a little bit turned on to hear you say that. So I appreciate that last <laughs> sentence. We're going to take a short commercial break and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I do agree. We're not having a commercial I, break because there's no sponsors, love. <laughs> there's no sponsors yet. But if you're interested, please send an email to hello at josephmassey.com and we will happily take your check, PepsiCo. Yeah. Thank you. Random question. Who would be your ideal sponsor for this podcast? I can, I can cut this. 
this if you don't think it's appropriate. But <laughs> who would be your ideal? Sp- who would be your ideal sponsor? Like, if we could pick, I know something this is episode edible. one, so I've got love something edible. Something edible. edible. Yeah. Do you know why? Because How you're not sponsored by Cadbury's? I've no uh, clue. I've no clue. Okay, so but the reason I say something edible is because. You know, there's obviously, and you know, you know, I know that you love a smart little Mars bar snack. What are those things called that we had here that you were eating? Oh the box my float? god! Oh my god! So the best thing about Australia, apart from you, koalas, kangaroos, and Delta Goodrum, is <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. They're the five best things about Australia. Um, is uh pods? They're called pods, right? Pods. Yeah, that's it. Pods. pods. Me! I love a pod. I remember I the first time, just before I cracked your back, when you had uh, those pods and she's sitting there over a bag of pods and all of a sudden the, the world stood still. She went uh, dead quiet and I thought, Christ, what's happening? She's having a stroke. She's having a heart attack. Something's going on. And uh, you were just like, do these come in any other flavours? I've actually like- started trembling. <laughs> I've actually started, I'm actually trembling. Because, I mean, if that's one thing that I can really blame the pandemic on, it's that I haven't had pods for way too long. Um, and when I return to Australia, that will be the very first very thing. Very first thing. My, but yeah, that would be my, my ideal sponsor would be someone, something with a snack love. Something that we could both snack on on opposite sides mm-hmm. of the world. Something that you don't get and something that I don't get here. Yeah, I I would love that. I mean, maybe we can do that one time. We can do like a you know episode snack. two, like a snack fluencer episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's really I think that's really fun. Um, my ideal sponsor would be a private jet company because <laughs> I hate flying Just to commercial look out on the tarmac because you can't <laughs> go anywhere, love. <laughs> I would literally drive to it and be like, "That's my jet." Like that. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, I. If I'm being 100% honest, that is what uh, I You know, as, you I know as well as flying I do. Commercial, I it's hate flying commercial. Yeah it's, yeah, it's for civilians, love. I don't take a job if it's if it's flying commercial. I don't. I'm at that <laughs> stage now. I have reached that point where if I see something, like a seat number that starts with, I don't know, 48H. I don't. Sh- I didn't know. I went up that high, sh- girl. I know. 48, four, four, what, what, starting with a four? What, what's what all the numbers and letters after it? I don't get it. Um, yeah, so my ideal sponsor would be a private jet company. So yep, hit me Um I would really, really enjoy that. I would also, what else would I enjoy? Oh, if Alexander McQueen sponsored this podcast. I mean, I think it's a good cultural I think fit. you're pretty much sponsoring them, love. All those years that you were doing really well, you've sponsored <laughs> them for a few years, love. <laughs> I know, but that would be a heaven sponsor. That would Wouldn't be it? really, really great. But I mean, a, a pods are Australia, Cadbury's Australia, um, anything like that. You know, I'm partial to, uh, what do they, what's the, um, oh my gosh. Okay, so over here it's McDonald's. In Australia, what's the stupid name they call it? Macca's. 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 Macca's, yeah. yeah. Um, I, that is still the weirdest thing to me. Macca's, that it's yeah. called Macca's in a different, like in one state, is it? Or yeah. one city? Yeah, yeah. One, there's a couple so of places strange. around Australia where the actual outside of the building says Macca's. I mean, I don't know what century that's from, Isn't that but crazy? it's surreal. Um, yeah, I'll take a sponsorship from them. I mean, this has really turned into a podcast about who we would like to be sponsored by, but honestly, literally anyone. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then tell me, tell me one thing then. Tell me one thing. 
over the past week in our world that yes. has really made you stop, you know, like, and look and go, I like this, or something that's really made you take note and go, wow. You know, is there okay. anything that you've seen? I, yeah, I will totally share this because it's something that I have literally never seen before. And it was actually yesterday on Instagram and I saved it. Now, I don't save a lot of things on Instagram. Um, I just don't. Like, I'm not the kind of person who saves things. But I saw this one thing and it actually made me be like, oh, that's gay. Like, she needs to try that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a florist in uh, North America. I mm-hmm. believe she's based in Birmingham, Alabama. Her name is... Um, what is her name? I'm going to have to Google her name. I'm sorry, because I don't want to say it wrong. Well, it, it, most of the people listening to the podcast will have had to Google your name, love. So, I mean, that's a good thing, uh, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me. Oh my god, I'm gonna. I can't believe you now. saved something on Instagram, love. This is very 2021 of you. She's very. You didn't even know how to use Instagram when I first met you. I didn't. Everyone will know this, though. Like, everyone will know this, that I have only really been active on Instagram for the past, like, year, year and a half, something like that. Um, it really, really has been a very short time that I've been, you know, active on Instagram. Um, and now she's hashtag an Instagram. Okay, so I found her name. I found her name. So her name is Mandy Majerick, I think her oh, name is. I've she never is... heard. Let me Google her, too. Google her. Yeah, so she was doing, I believe, a photo shoot yesterday. How do you spell for, the surname? Um, Mandy... Uh, M-A-J-E-R-I-K, Mandy Majerick. And she was doing a photo shoot yesterday for Accent Decor. And I saw this on, because I follow Accent Decor. So I saw this on their Instagram. They did a reel. And it was, they take a bucket of water, they fill it half full with water, and they spray um like spray paint on the surface of the water. And then they spray another color of spray paint atop Oh, she that. follows so, me on Instagram. Ah, there we yeah, are. Okay. She and then... Instagram. And then you can dip white flowers into it. And it creates like this really cool marbled effect on the flowers. I have never seen this in my life. I think it is the, I think it's a really interesting, cool technique that I'd never seen before. Um, I'll send you the video later. Oh, or we, maybe we can it. link yes. to it. Yes. Wow. I think we have you seen that before? No, never. Yeah. What do you think? I've never seen that before. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm watching this video, right? Uh-huh. One thing that I just noticed is that they've obviously put something like, you know, like that skin tape that you put on like a, a sprain or something like that by the look of it, or masking tape on the actual spathe, you know, on the yes, pistol. that's the one. That's the so one. So, when I'm... Sp- okay, so I have never seen that. Wow. But when I'm spraying anthuriums, I don't know if you do mm-hmm. the same thing, I just use a little plastic water file with the lid taken off and then chuck <gasps> it straight on the spathe and then spray it. Girl. Are you shook? I am. I, I'm speechless. That's a technique. I definitely think that we need to link people up to this. It's on the Accent Decor Inc. Instagram. And yeah, they... And yes, the next episode will be sponsored by Accent Decor Inc. Instagram. Do you know what the funny thing is? I'm just going to bring this up because I feel like I need to. So... This lovely designer that's done this, this uh, mm-hmm. Mandy, I don't want to Ma- say her. Masherick? Masherick. So, she follows me on Instagram, right? Because mm-hmm. I can see it says follow back. You know what the real cute thing is? Is that I just went into the Accent Decor on Instagram mm-hmm. and it now says follow. 
They used to follow me on Instagram. They have unfollowed. I'm shook. The world has changed. I am shaken that they have unfollowed me on Instagram. I mean, uh, I, have, I have unfollowed a number of people on Instagram in 2020, <laughs> but this has pushed me. Actually, no, I just don't, I just don't give a fuck because they're, <laughs> they're not spending money in my business, love. Ta-da, bye-bye. So I can see that Mandy follows me as well, and I am going to give her I'm going to follow her back. Fo- God, you I'm going to follow her. I she am follow her right too. now. Yep, She's going to know some things up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to follow her right now too because I, she has just Isn't pushed that a great me. great technique? It's a great technique. Um, I'd never seen that before ever in my life, and I love when I see something that is new and different and she's got really, this, really lovely. She's got quite an interesting Instagram. Actually, it's very versatile, isn't it? You know, it's like a. It's not a word I understand. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really, really, really. I'm going to go and, and try that with a bucket of water and two cans of Design Master. See you later. Um, talk to me about what you have seen this week that has lit up your life or made you feel very excited about life. I've just seen a bucket of water with some in- with some bloody design master on it. Like that is what has changed me this week. Um, okay, so I um, this week have seen nothing, but last week. <laughs> 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 I live for that. I love for the vocal build up. This week, I I've seen. seen Nothing. No, nothing. Not a thing. So, okay. So, there's a... I'm going to (laughs) talk. There's a florist who I know you follow along and watch her as well. There's a florist here in Perth. She... Her name is Rebecca Grace. And her um, Instagram is called Natural Art Flowers. Now, Mm. Beck... I've known Beck for like 20 years, right? Now, there's... Beck is not what we you would you and I would both be what we would call classically trained florists, right? You know, we mm-hmm. we know how to do a fully wired shower bouquet, love. You know, like there's been that sort of level of training. Beck has a completely different approach. So she is a florist that has the most insane use of colour. And she her taste. She posted okay, are you looking at her feed now? I'm looking at her feed right now. Do I'm you see the one top her. middle? The top middle, top middle one. Oh. It's blue dyed roses and toffee roses against like a bronzy gold, antique gold background. Now, the thought of blue roses reflexed makes me want to gag. It pushes me to a place I'm not But then I about. look at this and I'm just like, how is this so beautiful? Like, I just uh, don't understand. Does that make sense? You know, I, and this woman's use of color, you know, like even just look at the, her latest image there. She's got, a blue fowl, a blue phalaenopsis sitting right in the middle in a focal area. And I think I would never do that. And this is what I just adore about looking at other people's designs is like, this is why there's such a special place for all of us as designers that, you know, this is so inspiring to me because it's not what I do. It's not what I would create. It's not what I would copy, you know, like it's Mm. just, there's nothing about that that I would try and emulate. I shouldn't say copy. Mm. I wouldn't copy, but you know, that, that there's nothing that, you know, makes me want to be inspired about that. I look at that and I just go, wow, that florist has got, she's got some taste gift. Yes. When it comes to color, she's got some gift. 
She's got some gift. I mean, I did, I think I, I we must have, I must know, know of this person. Uh, no, Rebecca Grace Natural yeah. Art Flowers. I'm just going to give her a follow now. Um, bloody hell. She's got some style, hasn't she? Like, and I can see, like, I can kind of, um, maybe see that she might not be formally trained in the Correct. way that you're, you're talking about because, like, it's, it's, she's approaching things from a very different space. So, and different. oh my God, I could, I could, this is a feast for the eyes. This is, it is. It's really- we create a podcast where we just troll people's feeds. Yeah, I just the thing is, is like I know you know oh, best personally, work. and I just I look at her approach to something, and it's just so far removed from the approach mm. that you would have, like myself, as you know what you would call a classically trained forest. You approach things differently, so to see someone with a different approach and then see the remarkable finished product. It just is breathtaking, love. It just, she is probably one of very, very, very few florists that I look at and I just feel inspired by her her choice of colours and use of form. I really do. When I look at this, it makes me feel warm in a very dark place. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh-huh. And I, oh my gosh, I and it's interesting I following this account in, here Stunning. in Perth. So, like here in Perth, you know, we've only got a population of like three million. So it's a it's a small it's a small place. And when it comes to like large events or big weddings or anything like that in here mm-hmm. in Perth, it's either myself or Rebecca that are going to be doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. People know that, but the beauty is is that we are so far removed from each other that it's like. It's such a, a beautiful, healthy place to be in because we're so different. And I, you know, people get so hung up on, oh, what's my competition doing? And I've just never viewed anyone else. I don't know about you, but I've just never viewed anyone else's competition. I just look at them and go, you know what? They're doing something different to me. I'm doing something different to them. There's a place for all of us. Yeah, 10,000%. And that, it took, I'm not going to lie, like, it took me a while to come around to kind of that thinking. Because all throughout my, from, like, the moment I entered this industry, all throughout my teenage years, it was competition, competition, be the best, be the best. Mm -hmm. Like, for, like, that was my life for a really long time. And it breeds you to start to think uh, of everything as a, as a competition. But yeah. I mean, the great, just the great thing about what we do as, you know, visual artists, you know, or designers, there are so many ways you could give you know, 20 florists, the exact same flowers, and they would mm-hmm. all come up with something entirely mm-hmm. different. Because, and you're not really competing with anyone but yourself. Like, when I do, like, content shoots nowadays, I don't really think about, oh, what should I put on the gram? Or, oh, God, what have I done a lot of recently? And maybe I should do something, you know, a little different. I'm more just thinking about what interests me. What is, like, really unusual? Or what has caught my eye? You know, let me get two cans of spray paint and a half a bucket of water and I'll meet you outside, you know? Um, beautiful. I think we should do this every week. Be like, I agree. You know, met, I agree. You know, like, shout out a feed that we yep. love or something it's interesting that we've me. seen. I think that that's, that's my take. It's like something that's pushed me in the last week. Mm-hmm. That is, that, and Beck Natural Art, she pushes me. Like, she posts, I would say, on average once a week and 9.5 times out of 10, what she posts, it pushes. I have to sit there and just take it in for a minute. You know, those sorts of posts? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. I would say that to uh, Natural Art Flowers and to Mandy Majerik, uh, d- d- delicious. We've loved it. Mandy's we were still a loving gorgeous it. technique. That technique with the um, anthuriums and the Design Master, I can't believe I've never seen that. I. That's what I love about it. Yeah. It's what I love. Like, anthuriums are not my go-to choice of flower. I Although you did, did do a beautiful thing with green anthuriums recently. Thank you. Yes, I did. Thank you. Um, but, like, I guess you could do this technique with any color, right? You could probably yeah. take like, a white, a white rose or a white whatever. And I saw it yesterday. I was just doing a deep scroll, you know, prepping for this recording, and um, I just happened to come across it. And I was like, "Holy hell, that is stunning! That is stunning! Like really, really bloody beautiful." Um, I love it. Kudos to both of them. Kudos to both of them. Right, love. Well, I'm off to bounce with the kangaroos through the fields and the desert. Uh, what are you up to now? Well, it is I'm it is half past six in the afternoon. Like, oh, you're sitting in your house. I'm staying in my house. Yes, I'll be in my house. How though. many times will Uber Eats arrive today, Dal? <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? I'll, all I'm going to say is that I have a touchscreen phone and um, the button where the Uber Eats app is worn out. So it's yeah. just a hole now. <laughs> it's just a hole. She's been worn She's down. Glass. It's been She's a been... pleasure. Thank you so much for speaking to me today like i just i feel like we don't get to catch up as much as we used to and it's just so nice to be sharing our normal catch-ups with the rest of our community well that was the whole point of trapping you into doing a podcast with me i was like i really want to chat to him more so let's throw a podcast on it yeah we'll just go i'm glad Thank you so much for joining us today, guys, for this episode of Flowers After Hours. We have had an absolute hoot doing it, and I hope it's been doing it for you. It's been a hooty toot. Make sure you click subscribe down below and that you leave us a rating and review. That would mean the absolute world to us, and you do not want to miss an episode of Flowers After Hours. Help us on our way to becoming the next Floral Kardashians, and we'll see you on the next one. Yay!